from 4.30 to 5.30 p.m. This show is the best in Abuja, the best in Nigeria, the best in the world. It's Youth Arena on 107.7 FM. Every Tuesday at 4.30 p.m., we got you covered with information, inspiration, education, and more. People all over town are raving about this. Don't miss Amovs and Infinite Ngozi. We are in great hands. Youth Arena, Tuesdays on 107.7 FM. We are so excited. Youth Arena is now one hour. Tune in Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. on 107.7 FM with your host. and Infinite Ngazi. Hello guys, this is Kid Wire and I'm on the Youth Arena show with Amobs and Infinite Ngozi. Splendid, a very fantastic, a very lovely, a very youthful evening to you out there, Abuja. Welcome to the program, Youth Arena Show. All right, Abuja, it's Youth Arena Show. Of course, uh, you're able to guess in the building. Hi, everybody. It's Infinite Ngozi. How are you doing today? Of course, on uh, Arena, we are here to entertain. To informate. To educate. <laughs> <laughs> to inform, to educate, to inspire. Of course, we are. Youth Arena. Of course, the Youth Arena, as usual, is promised to be exciting and entertaining today. And of course, empowering, yes, because uh, what we're talking about today is a whole lot. And of course, Infinite and Goza will give you the recap. And of course, uh, we continue from there. Uh, if you missed last week, you shouldn't miss this one again. Yeah. NG. Hi, guys. How's Tuesday going on for you today? Middle of April. I can't believe it is the wow. middle of April, as in... Is it yet the middle? Yeah, kind uh, of. It's 13 today. Yeah, well, almost. Okay, Two more uh, days, yeah. and then it's mid-April. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been crazy. Now, yeah. you guys, if you've been with us uh, for a while, you know that we're talking about money this month, and we're looking at our money mindset. Mm. And in terms of money mindset, we're looking at the blocks that keep us away from money. Mm. So last week we talked about money blindness mm. and this is when people are not able to see money clearly. And money blindness is more like you don't know how much you earn, you mm. don't know how much you spend, you don't know what your investments are, you mm. don't know if you're making money from it. If you're an employee, you don't even know if the company that you work for are offering things that you're not a part of, Mm. like insurance or mortgages or loans. Mm. Those are people who are money blind. Now, we had a few people call about different things. And one of the things that stood out for me was when someone was asking about what about people who make money and change Mm. and why do people make money and change? And I think what I want to share this week is that everything we talk about, as much as it might remind you of people you know, your neighbor, your husband, wife, friend, etc., it's actually better if you focus on yourself. Mm. So don't worry about what money does to other people and how money changes other people. If you could just focus on you and the impact that the money has on you, Mm-hmm. And how, if you have any money blocks, how you can uncover them, then you're going to enjoy so much more out of the show. Mm-hmm. So this week, we're going to be talking about a different kind of money block. Okay. And that's where people think that money or desiring money is corrupt or greedy. Now, this tends to happen if you have a religious or spiritual background I know that I spent some time with some relatives when I was younger who Mm. were really into the church and they would say things like it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than Mm. a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And so they taught that it was really the righteous thing to do to be poor. Poor. 
Mm. Right? It's humble. It's meek. And it's close to God's heart. (laughs) But, you know, let me, if you're one of the people who believe this, let me ask you a question. When we hear the story about the Good Samaritan in the Bible, Mm. who was the one that was able to make the most difference? The person who was able to pay for the medical bill. Absolutely, absolutely. So no matter how much other people wanted to help and other people gave words of advice and encouragement, it's the person who had the money to pay the bill that actually did the helping. Mm. So if you want to be effective as a Christian, Muslim, whatever your beliefs are, Mm. it actually takes money to make a difference. It takes money to make changes. It takes money to have an impact. So I'd like to encourage you, if you've grown up around the mindset that money can corrupt and money can make people evil or make people greedy, I want to tell you right now to look at the other side because money answered all things. That's also in the Bible. Yeah, absolutely. Money answered Uh all things. Money pays for Mm. bills. Money opens doors. Mm. And if you're a good person in your heart Mm. and you know this, then isn't it better that you're rich? Because imagine money in the hands of someone good. But because people always say money can buy you happiness. Neither does poverty. Uh Poverty doesn't buy happiness. Uh Uh Yeah? (laughs) So it's better to be rich? Yes. Okay. Now, if you're a good person, right? And you're rich. Let's say, for instance, you think you live on 50K a month and you don't need more than 50 or 100K mm. and you make a million. That means that you've got 900,000 to use and impact people. 900,000 to use and pay school fees. 900,000 to use and pay medical bills on people's behalf. Mm. So, again, this week we're looking at people who are kind of scared of money. They think that money has a corrupting influence mm. and they think mm. that money will change them. And that they'll become greedy. I want to encourage you. If you're a good person, money is not going to change you. It's just going to give you more opportunities to do good. Mm. So, be good. (laughs) Make money. Do good. Of course. uh, The words of infinite Ngozi rather. In case you just tune in, it's you to Rena on your dial. Of course, we're talking about money mindset. And of course, uh, we'll be on this topic from now till the end of April, right? Yes. So um, pick your paper, pick your pen. If you have that, if you know that person that doesn't know how to save, that is scared of money, that person that has issues with money, tell him to tune, tell him or her to tune into you to read a show. We're here to educate them about money. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and not just money in terms mm-hmm. of savings and investing, because mm-hmm. we did that already. We did that yes, last yes. year. Yeah. But this is more about your mindset. So the psychologist in me now. Aspect, right? Yes. (laughs) It's a mindset thing. So within this, you know, um, I've been thinking of a word to call it, you know, when you're kind of scared Mm. um, and you're reluctant around money. And um, so I'm going to introduce a word. I don't know how people use it, but squeamish. So squeamish is when you're kind of scared of something. You're, you don't want to interact with it. You, you want to stay away from it. It makes you feel funny. funny so it's, it's something that when people are money squeamish, they're sort of like, ooh, I don't know. I don't want this thing. It's just going to spoil me. Mm. I'm only going to live on just what I need to survive. Right? You have a lot mm. of people who do that. Wow. I've met a lot of people. They'll tell you it's being contented. Yes. You know, and um, they, they are sort of the blessed are the meek kind of blessed are the, yeah. <laughs> but the truth is meek is not weak right mm. it didn't say blessed are the weak in terms of you you need to not be able to do anything um so people who cherish being poor and what i mean by that is you believe somewhere in the back of your mind that there's something pure about it mm. right yes so when they have opportunities to make more money instead of looking at it as a way to grow they might see it as a temptation okay they might see it as greed they might see it as something that will change them fundamentally and so they stay away Mm. and this comes out in many different ways so i'll give an example i was talking to my friend and um she told me you know when it comes to her husband whenever he he owns his own business and he has to pitch for work So whenever he pitches for work with clients, Mm. the clients might beat down his price to something that's really low. Mm. And, um, you know, some clients might not pay after he's done the work. work. Okay. 
And rather than him going after them or coming up with policies to make sure mm. that he's protected, he feels this this sense of anyway, you know, my reward is in heaven, uh-uh, uh-uh. you know, um, and also just that sense of being better than this person who cheated you. Okay. And it's tempting, right? It's tempting to look down on people who've cheated you yeah. and think at least I'm not as desperate as this person because why would I cheat somebody? You know, they must be desperate. They must be this. Mm. But you're not protecting yourself by doing that. Mm. Again, it's for them. Their desperation, their cheating, whatever is, is bad is their business. It's their business yes. You have a responsibility to yourself to make sure that you are protected. And so when you own your own business and people are trying to beat down your price to something that doesn't make any sense for you, it's actually better for you to walk away okay. than to do that thing for know. less than what okay. you're worth. Okay. Now, I'm saying that with a caveat. And basically what that means is there's a but. Mm. The but is that you actually have to be good at what, what you're you doing do. so that you justify what you're charging. Okay. But if you have experience training skill mm. and you're good and somebody doesn't want to recognize that it's okay to walk away I from mean, that particular client there's no point uh, staying there getting paid lower than what you deserve that's right okay and you know nigeria is a funny terrain because we kind of observe something and kind of almost oh okay let me say it feels like mm. maybe it's not true but my experience is that people experience something and then just set up a business and then start Ooh. selling that thing. So if you, you know, somebody watches something on Instagram about how to be a barber, they might just set up tomorrow. And, be a and then they want to start charging the highest. Those are not the people I'm talking to. Okay. I'm not talking to people <laughs> who are not experienced, not qualified, who are just, you know, um, trying their luck. Yes. I'm talking about if you are, you know, a lawyer, an accountant, an artist, a performer, mm. a caterer, whatever it is, and this is what you do. Mm. You've spent time and money perfecting your craft. Mm. If someone comes to you and starts telling you stories about why they can't pay you very well, or if they're trying to owe you, it is up to you to put policies in place as a business owner that doesn't allow you become a victim to those people. Rather than you leave yourself open, mm. someone comes and they don't pay you or they pay you less than what you deserve. And then you say, anyway, uh, what's the big deal? You know, um, God will judge them oh, or my reward is it? Bus. Yeah, and all that. No, that is money squeamish. But some people will tell you that it's better to get more than to get nothing at all. Um, okay, so I'm trying to think of an example. And I'm kind of a difficult example to use just because you guys might be listening and thinking, well, it's easy for you to say. Mm. But it, I only was able to get here by by saying no to mm. things that were not rewarding. Okay. Right. So there was a time that somebody approached me and they said they wanted to open a TV station and a radio station. And, you know, they wanted me to be a consultant, an, yeah, a consultant and also to work on, on the station. Yeah. And so, you know, we had several meetings over and over and over and over and over again. And it's, it's actually in learning this process that it helped me disengage from this person. Wow. So we had all these meetings. I was spending my time, petrol, money, mm-hmm. everything going to the meeting. Okay, yeah. And so I said to him, you know, at some point we need to discuss what my rates will be. And he's like, oh, but that's still down the road. Uh-huh. Right now we're still planning. Nah, 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 we're nah, still nah. discussing. We're still... But what I realized that in the planning and discussing element, he's using a lot of my intellectual property, right? Ooh. A lot of my intelligence, a yes. lot of my experience. Yes. So he'll ask a question and I'll say, oh no, well, we could plan it this way. We could program it like this. You know, children go to school at this hour. So we'll do children's TV at this time, mm. adult TV at this time, entertainment at this time, news. And in just being around him, I was giving a lot of free, free advice. advice. So he kept on hinting about how difficult it is to get the license that he's gotten, how much money he's investing in it, and how he's looking for people who are truly passionate and are not in it for the money. Money, okay. But in doing that, he was sending me messages, yes. subtle message about his inability or unwillingness to pay. To pay, yes. So when I went through this process, I realized that it's actually not worth it for me to keep on hanging on hoping that one day this person will realize my value and pay me what I'm worth. I just have to tell him this is the rate 
And then whether he accepts it or not, that I deal with the next thing. Mm. So when we talked about the money and then he started saying, oh, I want you to be a partner with me. And obviously partner means we don't pay you. Uh, you only get money after we've made profit. We made but a radio station and a TV station doesn't make profit really for yeah. the first five the years. First five years yeah. So when am I supposed to be making this um, profit? profit? So I realized that it's up to me to decide to go along with his, you know, when it's good for me, it'll be good for you. But because I've done that so many times in the past with other entrepreneurs mm. who say, don't worry, once things are better, I'll carry you along. And the time never came. Mm. And things continue to get better for them. But you know how life is. Mm. Once you have a goal and you achieve it, yes. and another goal comes. So if their goal was, oh, once we start making 1M, the like, minute they make 1M, it's yeah, like, we need to make five. Yes. The minute they make five, we need to make 10. Yes. Meanwhile, you're there waiting for the day that they will look on you and yeah, say, okay, okay, the timer. So for me, I don't agree with mm. sitting around giving your work for free especially if you're skilled if you're just learning fine mm. because you're gaining something out of at, it at the same time but if you're skilled and the interaction is just you giving then you need to get something in return, in return. so finally when i realized this man had no intention of paying me mm. i um told him you know <laughs> he he used to say things like oh i love your work mm. you're so clever mm. you're so and i was just like then put your money where your mouth is i mean i mean because there's no point telling me verbally that i'm amazing but when it comes to payment mm. he has no you know there's no way to pay for amazing mm. How can there be no way to pay for amazing? You know? Is he talking you? Now? Yes. And because I'm familiar with the work he was doing, I knew he had a lot of money, right? Mm. But he just wanted to see how much he could get. Oh. And, you know, in doing this process, it also helped me as an individual, as a buyer. Mm. When I go to get my clothes sewn, mm. I can't also try and squeeze my tailor. I can't tell him that if he wants to charge me 15, he should take six. Mm. I can't do that. Because it's not fair for him that I'll squeeze him down to the barest minimum it would take him to survive. Because mm. he still needs electricity, he still mm -hmm. needs petrol, he still needs diesel, he yeah. still needs gen, he yeah. still needs transportation, and food. Rich, yeah. And what makes it okay for me to eat chicken and my tailor can't afford it? So I can't squeeze him either, especially if I know that he does good work. Right? So mm. this is a two-way thing for me. Okay. Learning not to accept it from people, but also learning not to treat people that way. Okay. That, that is in two ways now. Yes. So when people come to do work for me, I'll ask them, how much is your rate? If I can't afford you, I can't afford you, but I don't want to bargain with you. Oh. Yes. Because I believe that whatever your rate is, there's a reason why that's your rate. Mm. Yes. And if you're good at your job, then I want to pay you what you're worth. What? Yes. In the same way, I want to get paid what I'm worth. Yeah, yeah. So I don't negotiate with people about my rate, right? Because when I need to pay other people, I don't negotiate with we them. them. I yeah. want to pay them their rate. What, what, yeah. Yes, exactly. And so all I do is choose the kind of clients I'll go after. Because there's some clients that can't afford you, fine. So you go for the ones that can. can afford you. Yes. Definitely, there will always be someone that there will always, always, mm. always. That's mm -hmm. that's a whole different topic, but always. The, the, <laughs> the universe is abundant. There's too much abundance. Mm. Money is everywhere, mm. in truth. In truth? In truth. Uh, okay. But we don't know the truth. <laughs> we don't believe the truth. Uh -huh. But it's everywhere. Mm. And there are people who can afford you. And in fact, even in your wildest dreams, what you think is a crazy amount, there are people who it's so low for them they're shocked that you can survive on what your crazy amount is hmm. wow yes can you repeat that again <laughs> <laughs> so even in your wildest dreams mm. your wildest imagination however mm. much money you think that oh my god this will change my life mm. there are people who are shocked that you can survive on that mm. amount mm. that means they have like times 10 of that 10 okay times 1 million of that honestly Mm. And, and the truth is for us to learn that. And in the learning of the money mindset, the series, my goal anyway in the series is that as we start to learn where our money blocks are, we're going to learn how to let them go and start seeing money clearly. And once we're able to start seeing money clearly, it can change our lives.
Okay. Seeing seeing money clearly. That's right. You know the way you just said seeing money clearly, it's like you were looking at money coming like Yeah. Yeah. Because like I said, all the issues that we have mm. when it comes to money blocks come from childhood experiences, experiences mm. with other people. So once you're able to start dealing with those things and taking them away and seeing money with fresh eyes. Mm. With things, fresh eyes. Yes, things change. <laughs> of course, uh, you to read on your dad and Fulton's radio, of course, we'll be talking about money my mess yes of course uh we go for a short break we'll be right back stay glued to your radio you turn it on on your dial You're listening to the Youth Arena on Armed Forces Radio 107.7 with your host a mobs and infinite Ugozi. We are so excited. Youth Arena is now one hour. Tune in Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. on 107.7 FM with your host. and Infinite Ngazi. Hello guys, this is Kid Wire and I'm on the Youth Arena show with Amobs and Infinite Ngazi. Arena on your dial. In case you just tune into your radio, of course, it's you to Arena short. Of course, the voice you're listening to is the Mops and, of course, Infinite Ngozi. And, of course, it's you to Arena short on your dial. And we're here to educate, empower, motivate you on this program. Of course, Infinite Ngozi. The, the, I used to call her the amazing angel, <laughs> the super psychologist. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you can ask her anything. She has uh, an idea about everything. <laughs> and talking about asking, we should give her a phone number. Uh-huh, yes. Uh, if you want to ask any question at all, or you want to make a contribution on the show today, the number to reach us is 802 600 I repeat that number again, 802 600 7418 and of course if you want to send an sms you can send an sms to the same number 0802-600-7418 call us and we take your question and contribution great so today we're talking about being squeamish money squeamish mm. and that's where you're kind of like oh my god you know money is going to like people who have money are bad and they're mean and uh, all kinds of things i think somebody called us last week about that yes, saying yes. that people change when they mm. have money they become arrogant somebody who was nice becomes proud people talk about women yeah. on the show that women change towards yeah. their husbands when they have money yes uh, i think we have our first caller today hello good evening to all right, we lost that call. You can do us a call back again. The number to call is 0802-600-7418. We hope the networks will be favorable for us today. Yeah. But uh, if you cannot call in or you're trying to get us, you can just send an SMS, 0802-600-7418. That's the number. All right, Angie, sorry to cut you there. No problem. All and right. then we talked about when my mom was saying to me, you know, oh, don't start business in university mm. because who's going to marry you, mm, right? Mm, mm. And all those things kind of make us scared when it comes to making money because mm. we think, oh, this is going to have a negative impact on mm. my life. Okay. So either I change or the people around me will change. Mm. And um, as a result of that, people start to let go of opportunities that they would have had to make money mm. and this is money squeamishness and it's wrong and you need to stop doing it if you do it don't allow people victimize you when it comes to money mm. if somebody owes you for a business transaction mm. put some terms in place so for instance if you are a freelancer or you own your own business and you allow people have credit then you've got to make sure that your credit terms are defined for instance if someone is supposed to pay you for design work, mm. let them pay you 70% upfront before you start the work and then they can pay you the balance or 50%. So you come up with what is sensible for you as a business owner and what works in your industry. And then you make people pay you so that at the end of the projects, you're mm. not going after them and not getting paid. Okay. I mean, the lady that told me said, you know, a lot of times her husband will write proposals for people, mm. they'll get the contracts and they'll disappear. Mm. 
And then they'll tell him, next one, next one. In the next proposal, I'll give you money. And then they'll disappear. Uh-huh. Oh, next one, next one. Uh-huh. Come on, guys. I mean, <laughs> if people are not treating you right, if, mm. if your customers are not treating you right, mm. they're not worth having. Really? Yes. Okay. Because a, a customer who's not paying... Is, are they a customer? Okay, they're not a customer because they're not paying. Exactly. <laughs> do, you, do you understand that? Yeah. Right? So the fact that somebody came to purchase something from you doesn't make them a customer. It's the paying you that, that makes them, them a customer. Yes. Okay. So when they come and they order something, they buy something, they mm. want something, and they're not willing to pay, mm. they're not a customer. So don't be afraid to let them go because you're not letting go of a customer. Mm. That person was not your customer all right and you to consider we have a text message and it says hi good evening guys please i need your advice i have lost a lot of money in online investments please my question is how is it that which company can i invest now that is genuine thank you Okay, thank you, caller. I don't know if you put your name and where you're calling from. All right. So you've lost some money investing online. (laughs) Oh. Welcome to the club. (laughs) Everybody has lost money investing online. Mm. The reason is nobody was born knowing how to invest online, Online. right? In the days before they banned crypto, I bought crypto Uh. and I lost because I was day trading. Now, day trading is where you bet on how much the value of the crypto will be in a particular day, day right? Yeah. And so I didn't know what I was doing, but I was just trying to see if my, yeah, and I lost the money. Um, and then I decided, okay, instead of day trading, I'm going to buy and hold, right? Okay. And then in the buying and holding, I made money, right? But I'm not, I'm not going to say that I knew what I was doing in getting into it. Mm. I had to learn about which coins were better, how to hold, Mm. what a hold is versus a day trade. It's the same thing with property, it's the same thing with starting a business, with farming, agriculture, whatever it is that you're gonna get into, Mm. you're gonna lose money because Mm. you didn't, you were not born with the knowledge of that investment opportunity, Mm. right? So this is where money blindness comes in. Money blindness is that you go into something without doing any research at all. At all. Okay, yeah, we talked about it last week. Yes. Now, to be able to see money clearly is to do research. So the person who texts us, Mm. I'm not allowed to give advice on what to buy because I'm not a financial planner. Okay. And it's also not going to be right for me because there's so many things I don't know about you. Mm. I don't know how much you make. I don't know how much you've you saved. I don't know how much you have. I don't know what your risk appetite is. Mm. I don't know what you're interested in. So we have a show that I do called Property Diva on, on Instagram. And mm. this is where I talk about property and property mm. investments. And people always write me and say things like, oh, what should I invest in and stuff. Mm. But without knowing how much you make, how much you've got saved, if you have other investments. Mm. I can't tell you whether land is a better thing for you to do mm. or whether it's better for you to become, like, to, to spend the money improving so yourself. Even like Thank you. In, land. in fact, that was what happened. I told someone, they said, what can I do with 1M? Mm. I said, oh, there are places you can buy land for 1M. And he said, no, 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 I don't want land. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's a property show. I don't know what else you want me to tell you. Really? But... I assumed he would be interested in land because it's a property show. Yeah. So he said, no, I don't want anything that requires fencing, security, this and that. I said, okay, then there's things called real estate investment trusts okay. where you can put your money in and then forget about it. It's like buying shares and stocks and oh, stuff okay, like that. Okay. And he said, oh, that's better for me. Mm. Now, why am I saying this? There's so many things that go into giving people investment advice that I can't give you because I don't know anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, you might be thinking you have 100,000. I mm. might be thinking you have 1.5 million. Yeah. Or you might have 1.5 million. I think you have 50K. Yeah. The amount of money you have, like I said, how old you are. Mm-hmm, depends. How much risk you're willing to take. Mm. Those all have an impact. So in terms of seeing money clearly, what I would advise is that you do some research. Mm. You need to learn about money, learn about investing. Whatever online platform that you invested in that you lost your money, yeah. it might mean that the platform wasn't good. It might mean that your timing mm. wasn't good. Mm. It might, like, again, in the days where I was buying crypto, I had bought crypto mm. and then like two weeks later, it yeah. went down half price. <laughs> so my timing was bad. There was nothing I could do to prevent that. It was just bad timing. So mm. I had to decide what to do. So I was telling my friend and he said, buy more. 
Now that it's half price, buy more. Now, people could have panicked and sold when it was half price, which means they lose half their money. Mm. But actually, by buying more, mm. over time, mm. that second batch that you bought that's half price mm. will increase in price, yeah. and you make up for the other one. So there's so many different investment strategies. I can't tell you on the radio what to do. Mm. The first thing I would suggest is that you do research about anything you want to get into, mm. no matter what it is, <laughs> whether it's chicken, uh, fish, agriculture, whether it's property, stocks, treasury bills, anything. You've got to really understand the market First. before you make a move. All right, uh, we have a text message that I say, truly, I want to appreciate Infinite Ngozi. Hey. <laughs> I have learned a lot from her within this short period earlier this year i hope to meet you one on one someday okay hi okay <laughs> it'll be good to meet you maybe one day i'll do like a open thing where people who can come into the studio can come in but anyway uh, it's good to meet you thank you so much for that it's really encouraging mm. whenever we come we mm. we think about you guys a lot mm. and and um we plan the shows in advance to make sure that we give value mm. okay so back to money squeamishness. Absolutely. All right. So like I said before, if you own a business, make sure you have your policies in place so that people don't cheat you. There's no glory in being cheated or mistreated by anybody. There's mm. nothing virtue us about it. It's not, it's not a virtue, mm. right? Yeah. Okay. And then thinking that money will corrupt you again, money is, is, I want to say I wanted to say it's a piece of paper, but it kind of isn't anymore. It's now digital, really. Mm. But let's just say it's a piece of paper. <laughs> a piece of paper doesn't have a mind of its own. It doesn't mm. have an attitude. It doesn't have a behavior. Mm. It doesn't have an opinion. Mm -hmm. So money is neutral. You're the one that controls it, right? Just mm. the way a leaf on a tree. You can't be scared of leaves. Uh, no, but Angie, you know, money, I don't know, um, they usually, uh, growing up, I was usually told that money has spirits. Exactly. You know, that's, that's what it is, you know. So all those types of beliefs, those uh -huh. create blocks. Uh -huh. Because imagine if you think, you know, again, I think this was two shows ago when we talked about it and people were calling about women who change when they get rich mm -hmm. or they behave badly with their husbands. Yes. Imagine if you fundamentally believe that money is a spirit or has a spirit, mm. wouldn't you avoid it? Okay. Wouldn't you just take only what you need to live? Okay, I would definitely. You'd avoid it because yes. you'd be scared yes. that this thing can change you. Mm. But money doesn't. Mm. They say money reveals who you are. Yes. It doesn't change who you are. So if you're a generous person, if you have more money, you'll give more. Okay. If you're a controlling person, mm. if you have more money, you will control more. Mm. Money is a highlighter. It highlights who you are. Okay. It doesn't have a mind of its own. Mm. It's, it's mm. just sitting there doing nothing mm. and you get to decide what mm. money means to you. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. So guys, that thing about money has a spirit. Don't believe it. Okay. When people have made money and they change is because they always wanted to be that way. Mm. They always wanted to be that kind or they always wanted to be that cruel. And then money has just given them the opportunity that they've been waiting for. Mm. So if, like I said, if you know you're a good person and you know that you will do good, mm. then why shouldn't you have money? Because money will be good in your hands. Mm. So think about it this way. Rich people can oppress people, right? Yeah. You know, they drive in their motorcade, yeah. seven cars mm -hmm. going to the airports. Convoy. The, yeah, their convoy, mm. their security personnel yeah. will come out, beat you, this yeah, and that. Yeah. Now, imagine if you were also rich, but you were a good person. Mm. And you were driving by and you saw someone being beaten by someone's security personnel. And you have enough money. You're a billionaire. Mm. You can also stop your car and say, what is going on here? Yes. And you can stop that thing from happening. Mm. You can get the person that's being beaten out of there. Mm. You can protect them. You can pay for medical bills. You can buy them a car. You can change their lives. Mm. Why wouldn't you want to do that? want to do that. It's better for rich people, for good people to be rich. Because the people who are not good, who are rich, are taking over and controlling the lives of many. Mm. Why don't you want to be rich so that you can add some good into the world? Mm. Why would you allow yourself to remain poor and be oppressed 
by people who are rich, rich. who are not good. Is it better to be rich? It's better be to good. be rich and be good. <laughs> we need more people who are rich, rich and good. To, to betterment of our society. For everybody. Mm-hmm. All right, bring me to this uh, question on uh, SMS. And it says, uh, good day, everyone. I love you, Trina. Thank you. Yeah, he says, uh, this is my second time joining this program. And, and please, I want, I have... Please, I will have a lot of money to invest. Please, infinite. <laughs> how can I reach you for... How can I reach you? Now, how can I reach you to invest properly? Okay, well, as usual, people mm. can slide into my DM uh-huh. on Instagram at mm. Infinite Ngozi. That's the easiest way. Mm. You could call the studio. You could text the studio. Yeah. Um, but, again... I am not a financial advisor, <laughs> so I, I, and I don't want to make the show about that. I don't yeah. want you to think that you're calling me to mm. get financial advice. Mm. What we're talking about during the show is money mindset mm. and the mindset of whether you're scared of money, whether there's a block between you and money, mm. whether you see money as an emotional thing. That's what I want us to focus on. Now, when you say you have a lot of money to invest, I don't know what a lot means to you. Um, a lot could be anything. Mm. So it could be that, you know, property might be a good way to go. It could be agriculture. That would be a good way for you to go. No, but, but does it mind, does it mean uh, you must have an interest for something before you can invest in it or just anything that you know that can... That it depends can on me. your personality, maybe. What if I, I love uh, soccer and I have money? Okay. So and, what uh, I don't know is whether people can buy shares of a club. They do, they Okay, do. so people like Arsenal and all yeah, that, yeah. they have shares? They do, they do. Okay, so if you're interested, and the good thing about investing is that there's so many ways to invest. If you're interested in, let's say, for instance, Arsenal, and you want to buy shares, mm. that's one way of investing, right? Mm-hmm. Then people have fantasy football and stuff like that, and people are setting up businesses, set, people set up betting, mm. people set up um, sell merchandise, yeah. you know, branded merchandise. Mm. So if you're interested in a field and like whether it's football entertainment sports Mm. food there's so many things to do around that field that might suit your personality better yeah so if we look at food there's actually the farming then there's the packaging Mm -hmm. there's the logistics transportation Mm. there's storage Mm. there's um the preparation yeah so you could decide that all you want to do is go into food prep which is the cutting and the freezing of, you know, potato chips for for big supermarkets to put in the freezer. So you're doing potato chips, you're doing yam chips, you're doing plantain, and it's cut, packed, frozen, and you want to sell it at ShopRite or whatever it is. That's one thing. Distribution is a completely different thing. You could decide that what you want to focus on is getting food from one place to another, and that's all. Another one is storage. You might decide that you have a cold room or you have money and you can have a cold mm. room built mm. so that when people are transporting things, they can store it in your cold room at mm. the airport before they export it. You could decide to do cold vans mm. so that when people are moving food like a frozen chicken, the van that they rent is yours. So in agriculture, there's so much you could decide to do branding of food. So all you're doing is packaging of food the branding of it, branding, the, yeah. yes, and that's it. And that's what you do, basically. You're still going to be in the food business. Mm. You're still going to be investing in a business, and it's still going to be in your area of expertise. You could be a lawyer, and what you do is help people register food-based businesses, help them get their NAVDAC numbers, help them um, with anything that they might have issues with in terms of food safety and protecting the company. Okay. There's so many you know, food processing. You mm. could decide that, you know, you're going to process groundnut to become peanut mm. butter. You're going to process, you know, pineapple to become jam. There, why I'm saying all this mm. is there's not just one type of investment and it doesn't have to be that if you're in agriculture, you must be a farmer. You could be a hundred different things within the ecosystem of agriculture. All right. Um, Angel, we have this text message here, and this one says, uh, my name is Samson from Guarimpa. Please, Ngozi. Hi, Samson. <laughs> he said, please, Ngozi, I'm not good with money. Infinite Ngozi to you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he said, I'm not good with money. 
is even uh, is causing problem in my marriage. Please help me out. Okay, so you guys, the thing about text messages is that the text will come in, right? Yeah. And we'll see it. Mm. Unlike phone calls that might be Absolutely, difficult. Yeah. However, the text messages don't give any details, so I don't know how to answer. When you say I'm not good with money, does that mean once the money comes into the house, you spend mm. it? Mm. I think that's all you Because it said he's having issues in his marriage. Yeah, but it could be anything. So oh. it could be that you, you're stingy. So that once money comes, you don't spend it. Okay. Which is the opposite. Yeah. So I don't know if you're uh, an akadugom. Akadugom. Yeah. I don't know if your wife is suffering because you don't spend money. Mm. Even when you guys need to pay for something, you'd rather save. Mm. Or I don't know if you're going out spending all your money. Or I don't know if it's that you're not making enough money and you don't know how to increase your prices. Mm. So when you say I'm not good with money, there, honey, there's so many different things it could be. Let me assume that the most common one might be that you're not good at saving, Mm. right? So money comes into the house and before you know it, you've spent a lot of money. In order to do better with that and Mm. see money clearly, Mm. keep a money journal. And what I mean by that is in a month, write down everything that you buy everything that you make so that you know exactly how much money you've got coming in and how much you've got going out. Then you write down what your essentials are. Mm. So essentials are utilities, water, light, um, gas for your your cooker, petrol or transportation, Mm. phone. Those are all essential things. Mm. Write down what your essentials are Mm. so that you know. So let me use some figures. Let's say you get paid 100,000 a month and then you start tracking your spending and you see that you spend 25,000 on food uh, because of your wife and kids. And then you spend, you know, 5,000 on phone data. Then you spend 20,000 on transportation. By the time you add it all up, you might find that every month mm-hmm. your bills are 120,000, but your income is 100,000. Oh, wow. So now you have a decision to make. Mm-hmm. How do you increase your income? One. And then are there ways to lower your costs too? If you're going to increase your income, it might mean that you need to renegotiate how much you're being paid. Mm. It might mean that you need to start a side hustle. It might mean that you need to improve your skills so that you get promoted. Mm. So you've got to find ways to increase the income. Then when it comes to the expenditures, you've got to see are there areas I can cut down on spending, Mm. right? Mm. So you've got the things you're obligated to do like food, electric and stuff like that. But there might be areas that you are spending money, maybe DSTV Mm. or or, uh, satellite TV, you know, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, so there might be things that are not that necessary that you might want to cut down. down. Mm. And then when you cut that down, in terms of living on a budget, you can decide if you're getting paid every 29th of the month, then you put your money for all those different things Mm. already paid. Some people like to have envelopes where they put money for food, money for petrol, money for... Once that envelope is empty for the month, it's empty. We've spent our food money, there's nothing else coming out. We talked about it in the other show where use your card to withdraw how much you need for things instead of swiping Mm. because it's harder for you to keep track over a 30-day period how many times you're swiping Swiping, but if you withdraw the money and know this is the 25k we have for food this month and when you guys go to the market this is it then you know that after this there's nothing else until the next 29th to do that Mm. but the biggest thing i'd say rather than cutting down on lifestyle i'm not big on cutting down (laughs) i'm big on expanding Mm. expand your income Uh Try and expand your income if you run out of money. If it's that you make money and you don't spend it and you're hoarding money Money. and it's causing problems because your wife needs to do her hair or nails or, Mm. you know, you guys need to update your house or whatever it is, you have the money but you won't spend it. Then that's kind of more, the reason I want to say psychological is more a mindset thing where you've got to find out why you're so afraid. Why are you afraid of what will happen if you spend the money? Mm. You know, and that might be a longer process. Because you know, uh, there are a lot of people that they are scared of. Um, they are scared of losing money. They are scared of not having again. People that never had, and all of a sudden they have. So they are scared of absolutely losing money. You know, there are people like that. Yes. So sometimes, depending on the childhood and the background that you have, right? Mm. If you grew up around a lot of lack, mm. you might be very scared. Um, the other thing is if you don't have confidence 
in yourself or your skills mm. because if you're confident in yourself and your skills mm. you feel like okay well I can make this money again like you know I'm good at I'm a good barber I'm a good hairdresser I'm a good tailor mm-hmm. you know the lady that came in to talk about tailoring yeah. that said she could make yeah. up to one million a month Shama. in um in a peak period. like Christmas yeah. period and whatever Shama. it is yeah. now people like that are confident enough to make decisions about spending because they know they have the skills that people need and people will pay Mm. So sometimes if you're not sure of where your money comes from, if it's a gift from people mm. or a contract that you don't deserve, mm. it's easy to be afraid of yeah, spending because okay. where will the next one come from? You don't, know. you don't know. But if you are a talented, whatever the thing is, right? Then mm. you know, in fact, you might have a waiting list of people waiting to, to give you. you contracts or jobs and to pay you. So if spending is a problem, it's an internal thing you've got to look into to see. Mm. And then you create a budget. Mm. Make sure you have your emergency fund mm. so that you're not panicking that once we spend this, the household has nothing. Mm. Create an emergency fund so that if there's anything that needs to be paid, like a medical bill, you've got a fund for that. And then start slowly spending and noticing that you didn't die, mm. noticing that nobody died. <laughs> I had to do this myself. Oh. Yes, I was a hoarder. <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't even know. I might still be. I was 10 years old. Yeah, 10 years back, I'm right? trying to think my son was, yeah, I used my son's age to, to calculate about yeah. 10 years ago. <laughs> I wanted to buy a new car and I was just like, mm. and I kept talking to my friend about it. She's like, oh, because <laughs> Just go and buy the car. Like, you're <laughs> acting like a Scrooge. Like, you know, are you miserly towards your own self? And I was just like, oh my God, okay. So I bought the car and then I didn't die. And I was able to still eat and drink and pay electric and gas and whatever it is. So if spending is the fear, try and, t- you know, get yourself out of that. And then, um, so we talk about it could be hoarding, it could be spending. Mm. Um, it could be, again, a nonchalant attitude towards money. So if you say I'm bad with money, it could just be like, I have no idea what's going on. I don't know how much I make. I don't know how much I spend. If there's money in the account, great. If there's no money in the account, great. Because there are people who are like that. They make, they eat, they don't make, they, you know, they don't care either way. The reason why that could be problematic is if you have a wife and children who need bills paid, mm. you can't be sitting there saying, well, whenever the next one comes, uh. you know. So if you're kind of haphazard and random mm. about your money, mm. then a good thing that you could do is sit down again, write down what your budget is for mm. the month mm. by observing what you spend, then write down how much the total is and make sure that what you make is enough to cover what you're spending Mm. and then think about making some more because you need some money for like i said an emergency fund yes you need money for things that come up that we do not plan for Mm. and here we pay rent once a year year. um your car could break down so you need money for those bulk things If you're very familiar with the internet and the app stores, there are apps online that can deduct the money from your accounts immediately you're paid Mm. and put it into savings for you. Mm. That way you don't even see the money. Mm. So if you're paid on the 29th, on the 29th, that money will go out and it will cover, you know, for your rent, it will Mm. cover for emergency funds. Mm. So that the only thing that comes to you is Mm. food, petrol, you know, credits, data. Yeah. I hope I've answered. It's hard to answer a question that is not complete. Complete, yeah. You tried, actually. Um, so sorry, the network is a bit, bit acting funny today. Uh, a lot of calls have been coming in. The moment they come in, they just break. Okay. Uh, but it's preferable you send an SMS 0802-600-7418. So I'll take uh, the next SMS in line. And it says, good evening, Infinite Ngozi. I miss out on your explanation of money block. Please can you squeeze it in? Hey Israel, how are you? (laughs) Okay, so we talked about this money block and it's, I'm calling it money squeamishness. Mm. And basically it's those people who are afraid that money will spoil them. Mm. Money will corrupt them. So they're like, oh, please, you know, I don't want to have too much to do with it. Money has a spirit. Mm. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle Mm. than a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. God. (laughs) Um, um, Being poor is humble Mm. and um, being poor is virtuous. Uh, 
Yeah. It's being meek. Yeah. It's being righteous. Yeah. It's that mindset. That's what we're talking about today. Yeah. Because that mindset impacts you going after money, going after opportunities. Yeah. And the way that that can show up is sometimes you're in a business transaction, if you yeah. own your own business, or even at work. And people are supposed to be paying you for something. But yeah. you don't go after your pay. You're yeah. kind of like easily cheated financially you allow yourself to be taken advantage of because you think to yourself oh well mm -hmm. you know my reward is in heaven mm -hmm. or god is going to see you know blah 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 mm -hmm. no you need to stop being squeamish yeah. and go after what you deserve mm -hmm. we talked about the fact that people are scared that money changes people and makes them bad mm -hmm. and we said no money is a highlighter it highlights who you are on the inside mm -hmm. everything you've ever wanted to do if you have money you will do it so if you're a good person you will do good if you're a bad person you will do bad of money uh, sorry to cut you there. We have calls coming in. We hope we can pick this one. Uh, let's see who is on the line. Hello, good evening. You're on to you to run a show. Hello? Hello? Okay, network. Good evening to you, sir. What's your name and where are you calling us from? You're on to you to run a show on Armed Forces Radio. All right, let's talk again. Okay, okay. It's better much. Just send us an SMS on this line. We will two six hundred seven four one eight. We will two six hundred seven four one eight. Any SMS at all, we'll, we'll pick your SMS. And uh, we have another SMS here and say good evening. You have a lovely program. My name is Peters from Guarimpa. Please. What's money squish? All right. I hope she has explained that just before we okay. take the text message. Uh, let me see if I can still put this call. Hello, good evening to you. Good evening, please. Good evening, sir. You're on to you to run the show on Armed Forces Radio. Okay. My name is Abu. All right. I'm calling you from Karu. Okay, Abu from Karu. Nice to have you. What's your contribution on the question? Yes, um... At what point would you say what has made money? Okay, is that your question, sir? Yes, that is one. Okay, one. And, yes, okay. then the second question is, uh, what do you think in, in the present Nigeria now, where, which sector do you think is the best way to invest? Okay, so sir. you are serious. Okay, is that all your question, sir? Yes, please. All right, sir. Please listen via your radio, please. All right, thanks. Thank you, thank you for calling. Yeah, all right. So it's clear there. If anything goes here, we got that right. So the first question was, how do you know you've made money? Yeah. Or when when can you say you've made money? You've made money, yes. Um. Okay. Well, under normal circumstances, we have all these categories, right? We've got poor, then we've got working class, mm. and then we've got um, class. lower class, mm. and then we've got middle class, and then we've mm. got upper class. You know. Mm. So there are all these different ways that people categorize. Um, I think to keep it simple, once you're able to take care of all your needs, right? You've got your basic needs. I think mm. we talked about this months ago in the hierarchy of needs. Mm. So you've got food, shelter, clothing, housing. You've taken care of all those things. Then you've taken care of like education. And then you start taking care of needs that are wants. Mm. They're not things that you need now, things you want. Mm. Like maybe you want to go on holiday. You mm. can pay for that. Um, you want to buy people gifts for their wedding and their birthday, you can pay for that. It's not a struggle. Okay. Um, you can even pay for other people's children to go to school. All your basic needs are met. You've got some savings. You've got some investments. Then maybe you can say that that's when you've made money. Okay. Now, in terms of what sector to invest in, mm. once again, I am not a financial <laughs> advisor. That's number one. Number two... I don't have enough information to share what my strategies are. Now, if you are married with young children, then your investment strategy is going to be different from somebody who is retired and their children have left the home, right? Mm. Because someone whose children have left the home doesn't need liquid cash as much as someone who has small children. Mm. So you might invest a lot more of your money mm. than somebody with smaller children. It also depends on your age. Mm. If you're in your 20s, you can take risks because you've got a long time, all things being equal, mm. to catch up if there's a problem. Mm. 
So, for instance, if you're in your, in your 20s, you can do anything really because if you're going to live till you're 70, you've got 50 years, mm. so you're good. But if you're in your 50s, mm. then it might be different because you can't take things that are super risky because you're going to need that money. Mm. You don't have the energy you had in your 20s Oof. to go and work. Yeah. Um, so it might be a little bit more difficult making money later on. So in investing, mm. like a mob said before, mm. do you have to have an interest in the field? I think that that would be very helpful. Oh. Yeah, of course. You have to have an interest because you need to read about but it and learn about it. You might not be interested. What you invest in might not interest you, but it's making profit. Well, when I say interest, okay, let's say, for instance, you decide that um, you want to make Nigerian movies. You might not be interested in the movies, like you don't watch Nigerian movies, but you might be more interested in the actual production process, which is that you get let's say 20 people together then mm. you get a producer a cameraman mm. um, a sound light this and this and that mm. and then you produce then you go to the cinemas you try and get a contract with mm. them then you go to netflix that's what i mean i'm not saying interest as in that you've got to be watching nollywood itself you are interested in the business which is the business of creating movies mm. selling movies making a profit so whatever level of interest there's got to be something there it can't anyway, just be when, anything when you're interested in something and you start doing that thing unfortunately the things start giving money to you like footballers they love playing football mm -hmm. later you start making money from it yeah so, so, so there are two ways you yeah. could be interested first and then the money will come mm -hmm. right um which is the passion project so the musicians the mm -hmm. the, the the footballers mm -hmm. or you could look at this area and say this is a profitable area for instance during covid when it was crazy hospitals kind of changed their way of running right and they started introducing tests and all these other things because it was going to make them a profit mm. they're not necessarily interested in covid they're not necessarily interested in testing because they're a hospital really and what they were used doing before covid was mm. surgeries and and all those kind of things all of a sudden they start testing people for covid because it's making them money And then they get contracts with maybe Ministry of Aviation to make mm. sure anybody who flies into the country gets their test. Mm. Do you understand what I mean? Absolutely. So the interest wasn't there as much, but they're in this field. They have an opportunity. So they're exploiting this opportunity or exploring mm. this opportunity. So the question is too broad is my answer. Okay. There's so many things you can do in terms of sector. The amazing thing about Nigeria is that every sector is actually profitable. Mm. It's just that Okay, for instance, people think, oh, oil and gas, oil and gas. Yeah. But palm oil is, I can't remember the figures now, but I think it's something like five times more profitable than crude oil. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. If a barrel of crude, I need to check my numbers, but if a mm. barrel of crude is like $35 to $50, palm oil is something like, I don't know, $500 for a barrel. For yeah. A barrel. It's, it's highly. Wow more profitable than crude mm. but the people in the palm oil business are just doing their thing quietly mm. if you're interested in um what else can i say fashion or music or whatever it is there's so many other smaller businesses that are quietly making their money mm. so i can't say a sector and then we've got gold in zamfara that nobody is talking about yeah. so, like there's just so much nigeria yeah. is full of opportunities for investment i think it's to look around you and see what you can do where you can add value and where you can create a market before we had these makeup artists nobody really knew anything about makeup all of a sudden makeup artists became a thing and then thousands of women are being employed and making money from it there's still opportunity in that industry there's an opportunity in making things technology based right we have so many manual processes whether it's going to the market whether it's buying building materials nobody has set up an online website to, mm. for building material sales. Yeah. So there's so many things. So I can't say which sector because every single thing in Nigeria mm. has a potential for profit. Mm. Okay, permit me to take this last message and it says, good evening you to Rena. My name is Timothy from Garam. I love today's topic. It's just refreshed my mind. Before some people will want to give me money and I will decline. But I read a book. Decline. <laughs> I read a book, Secret of a Millionaire and Mind. And the author talks about accepting money. And if one refuses, 
it's like saying I don't want money. I now think I like I like a billionaire money. It's good. Oh, I'm I'm going to make the money the the right way. Thanks. Great. Okay. So I don't know again the context about declining money, um, but obviously there are times when you can decline. Obviously, in terms of when somebody is trying to use money to control you, or when they're trying to use money in a negative way, right? So then you can walk away, you know. But if it's you're providing a service, get paid for your service. Yeah. Of course, uh, if you check the time, it's the one minute to half past five. Of course, we've gone to the end of... Yes. They've pulled the mic away from us. You know, you know. Bye, guys. <laughs> so, we'll be back, inshallah, next week. Yeah, inshallah. And, of course, uh, Ramadan Karim. Karim. Happy I'm, Tuesday. Yeah.